Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. My name is Mike Lunsford, and we are here to talk about music. It's one of our favorite topics here at the Great Greek Refuge. We, we've done so many podcasts on GGR Pirate Radio, on Mike on the Mic, on The Overflow with MC Brooks. I mean, all of our different podcasts. Hell, there's a whole podcast that I created specifically for this called Stop Me If You Heard This, where we talk about nothing but music. So this is something near and dear to our hearts. And I just, I'm so excited about this episode because I've got three people with me tonight that when it comes to knowledgeable, when it comes to music, like if I have questions about music, I'm going to these guys because they're going to be able to fill in the gaps that I don't know. And those people are the co-founder of The Great Geek Refuge and my co-host since day one of GGR Pirate Radio. His name is Steve Monick. Hey, let's uh, talk about music because it's, it's good for your ears and I got nothing. <laughs> I've also got the third co-host of GGR Pirate Radio, a wonderful musician in his own right and music expert as well. His name is MC Brooks. It's never too late to reinvent the bicycle. This is very true. When it comes to another musical expert, who else to go to other than musicians? Because I feel like they appreciate the craft more than anybody else. Uh, so I found one of the best musicians that I know personally, and his name is C. Gatz. Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. All right, guys, let's kick this off. What I want to do is uh, normally I, I'm the one that comes up with the first band or musician or, or whenever we do this list. But what I want to do is I want to do it backwards. I want to let I want to be polite. I want to let our guest kick us off here. Uh, Mr. Gatz, sir, why don't you give us a musician that when you hear them, you immediately know who it is like their voice is uh, just unmistakable or like, for instance, uh, we'll get to this later, but there's certain musicians when it comes to their musicality, whether it's drums or bass or guitar, you immediately know who it is that's behind it. But go ahead and, and start us off, Mr. Gatz. All right. Well, first of all, Mr. Gatz, I like that. Let's keep that up. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. So uh, I think uh, I think I've said this before. A lot of times people expect when I have these sort of discussions that because i'm a rapper i'm gonna go straight to hip-hop i like to throw a curve whenever that happens so i'm gonna give you guys a person i i'm not sure if you guys will be familiar with him but it's jello biafra from the dead kennedys oh for sure think of one person that sounds remotely like that dude <laughs> that's absolutely yeah i won't even try <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that his name is Jello, first off, like right. is awesome. Winning right yeah. there. But yeah, like one of the most iconic punk bands of all time, the Dead Kennedys, is yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that one, man. Like you hear that and you know who that is. You're like, ah, oh, that's the Dead Kennedys for sure. Yep. If if there was like one song of yours that like when you like when you think you know how sometimes like you'll hear a band and like they have like their one 
signature song? I mean, a lot of bands have tons of them. But, like, what's the one song that, like, comes to mind that's, like, if you wanted to explain to somebody, hey, this is what the Dead Kennedys sound like, what's that song that you're going to recommend? Holiday in Cambodia. That's the right answer. Yes! <laughs> I mean, there's no other answer than that. <laughs> I mean, my personal favorite is Too Drunk to Fuck, but we're not going to go with that one. That's, uh... <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Before. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. Holiday in Cambodia. I mean, that's probably their most uh, popular song of all time. Yeah, yeah, for Easily. sure, man. Yeah, I, I like with them. Like for, I can't think. It's very hard for me with to come up with one song for the Dead Kennedys because it's just the sound in general. Like it's just when I hear them, I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and right. it's Holiday in Cambodia is one of those ones where it's like, yeah, that's that's on a whole another level for sure. But um, MC. Give us, give us one, man. Give us a, give us a band or a, a singer or an artist that just like is unmistakable as, as far as when you hear them uh, that first time. Well, I'm only, I'm okay. So the group I'm going to mention, I'm only going to mention because I've been deep diving in their catalog uh, recently. Now, not that I haven't before, but I've just been kind of on a kick with them, and that is uh, Cedric from At the Drive-In slash The Mars Volta. Oh, dude, dude. <laughs> like you when when it's specifically at the drive-in is the group because the, I've been uh, listening to a ton of their stuff lately. But like you know when the song of theirs comes on, and and Cedric's vocals are pretty much unmistakable. either because of the the screaming or because if you can understand his lyrics you're going to be like what is this guy what is this dude talking about what is like what suicidal horses or what paraplete what what is he talking about like they're they're totally <laughs> unmistakable like whenever whenever you hear them you know and, i need and, and i need you to send me a link to uh suicidal horses i need to hear that <laughs> that's not an actual song i, I, just I, know, I, I know i could i could, <laughs> I could and, and I could, don't google it I, yeah don't. yeah that's yeah please don't <laughs> you don't want to go down that you don't want to go down that road i was back because i was thinking <laughs> 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 um but yeah i was like because uh, like i've been uh listening to their their uh, most recent project in their alia uh a lot lately for some reason and it's like it's it's very on par if you if you discovered them around like relationship of command like i did but then i've also been like uh going back to some of their earlier stuff from the 90s which is also which is very different but i i like it and it's like even even with their sound changing over the years like it's still unmistakably them whenever their music comes on yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, and the Mars Volta is one of my favorite. Like, if people are looking for something different music-wise, that's the, one of the first things I'll recommend. It's like, have you ever heard of the Mars Volta? And they're like, no. And I'm like, first off, how dare you? Secondly, yeah. like, let's life. fix this. Yeah, let's fix this right now. So, yeah, good call, dude. Like, I'm all, we're only two in, and I'm already like, fuck, this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, don't let me down, brother. What you got for me? It's very 
apropos that you picked this topic because this whole week I've been on such a Coheed and Cambria kick. Yeah. And, and to me, no one really sounds like Claudio Sanchez. Yes. And, and not even just the yes. vocals being unique, but even just the sound. The sound. I mean, there, there's rock and roll, there's heavy metal, there's prog rock, and they just kind of found like this little thread between all of them that ties it all together and uh, the storytelling and just all yeah. of it it's so unique and, and I, when you said like I, I just really want to do something where it's unique sounds I'm like well I'm just going to listen to their whole was, catalog at this point now and, and I'm all the way up to the Afterman so I got <laughs> I almost made it the whole way through <laughs> <laughs> their music always sounds so like epic like, 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 like there's just like this massive thing happening and their and their music is just the soundtrack to this thing happening yeah and, and and you know i mean there's there's been like don't get me wrong like one of the thoughts i had for this this topic was like well metallica i mean you have your big four right anthrax and metallica and megadeth and, and uh what's their face is uh slayer and, and, and slayer. but in metallica even really just has their like you know james hetfield singing and all that kind of thing but they have just the same kind of sound in all of their songs when we're talking about uniqueness of sound to me it's really impressive when a band can write a slow kind of melodic song or a song like grave makers and gunslingers that just kicks your ass from start to finish yet you know exactly who's singing that song regardless of sound uh and that's something they can pull off that not many other bands i've listened to has a way of doing Yeah, dude, for, for sure. Like, it's, I, there's so many of them, and I really, like, deconstructed what it is to be unique, unmistakable. So the ones that you guys are giving me are just, are fucking phenomenal, and I almost feel embarrassed to bring some of the names that I'm going to bring into the conversation right now, <laughs> because they're not on that level, and that they're great, they're wonderful, they really are, but, like, for instance, one of the ones that, like, I just, I think that, when you hear them, there's no mistaking who you're hearing because not only is the lead singer in a level all his own, nobody sounds like this dude, but their lyrics are incredible. There's political things going on here. Um, and that's system of a down. And that's a great pick. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. a good, that's a very good pick. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Serge has a voice that like it, it's, it like rattles your bones like he when he when he sings like it, it, at first like the first time i think the, the first song really anybody heard of theirs that really kind of hit was uh was chop suey and everybody was just like what the fuck is going on here and like nobody was like really paying attention but then as more of their stuff came out people were like wow there's some depth going on here and like when he sings those like powerful moments like even in uh chop suey when he's at the end and he's like you know trust in my self-righteous suicide and he's hitting those notes you're just like holy shit i need to pay attention to these guys because they've got something to say and like yeah like that that album but even like i think hypnotize was even better personally um Especially like when you've got, and I'm I'm looking them up right now because I want to go through some of the tracks that were just like, 
just incredible because that that whole album like mind you like i was in the military or i was i was right out of the military when that album came out and that whole uh album has a lot to do with what was going on at the time with the war in iraq and things like that um byob yeah like or mesmerized was the album uh hypnotized was the one that followed it up But yeah, like that whole album. And you that's one of those ones too. You pop in the album, you can listen to it from start to finish, and it's just an incredible, incredible uh album. Yeah, toxicity still gives me goosebumps, man. Yeah. Um MC hit I think MC you were the one that hit me to it. But we found that um that mashup of toxicity with uh cold plays fix you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Really? You you don't think it would work. And it does. <laughs> I was gonna say it's uh yeah, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, it's Again, it's one of those ones where you're just like, this doesn't sound like this makes any sense. And then it does, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, we'll, go, we'll go backwards. Um, we'll, go, oh, we'll just go around the circle again. Um, yeah. I, 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 you, unless you want to go twice. Nah, I don't. Not really. No. We're not going to do this like <laughs> this the NFL like draft. This is like new Uno rules or something. <laughs> yeah, I just, hit a, I just hit a reverse is what I did. Um, <laughs> said, give us, another, give us another one, man. Oh, absolutely. I, right off the top of my head, I'm going to have to go with Les Claypool, Primus. <laughs> Fuck. I, I mean, him. and that's a double, that's a two for one because that's as far as musicality is concerned with the bass playing and his vocals. Dude, that the first time you hear "My Name Is Mud," <laughs> like I remember being a kid and hearing that song, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. Like it was. It, there's nothing that sounds like that because how often do you have a bassist that is like leading the band, like, and especially a dude that can slap like that too? Because like that's like uh, there's this. Isn't there? Wasn't there a story? I want to say it was on like the VH1 uh, for uh, behind the music for Metallica where they were trying out bassists and they had Les Claypool show up there. And like, he was like, it was like, it was cool, you know, playing with them. But like, we were just on two totally different musical levels. And like, he's telling the Metallica guys, he's like, Hey, you, you guys want to play some Statler brothers? And they're all just like, um, <laughs> no, we're good. Thanks, man. And they, and they were like, of course, James Hetfield was like, all like, Oh, Les Claypool was, he was too good for us. He was on a whole nother level. But like, you could tell, they just didn't mesh. But I think, honestly, it's because Les Claypool is just, like, out there in a whole other world. Yeah, he, he definitely occupies his own space within alternative rock. That's for sure. <laughs> at, at one point, and I'm trying to find... I have to look it up. I cannot remember the name of the project. But it was him, and it was the lead singer of, uh, of Fish. And they did a... It, Oysterhead was the name of the band. It was him... It was Trey Anastasio of Fish, and it was Stuart Copeland, the drummer of the police. And they did a side project, and the shit was bananas. Really? Yes. Oysterhead? Oysterhead. Look it up and, and, and listen to it. Like, it's it, it, it's incredible. It sounds like it would be incredible. That's, that's quite, a, quite a super group. 
Yeah, yeah. And like it, it, I'm reading here in their Wikipedia, it says in April 2000, Superfly Productions asked Claypool to assemble a band to perform during New Orleans Jazz Festival. Uh, Claypool uh, contacted Anastasio and together they agreed on mutual hero Stuart Copeland. Oysterhead was originally intended to be a singular live performance at New Orleans Sanger Theater. The band compiled a set list, a set of almost entirely original material for the show, practicing at Muskegon's uh, Frothinall Theater. Tickets were scalped for up to $2,000 each and then the audience were Francis Ford Coppola and Matt Groening. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Like, <laughs> how did I miss this? <laughs> it was it was 2001, dude. Honestly, like, I, I heard about the album like, right after 9-11. So, most of us had other things going on at the time. We were kind of distracted. It's yeah. kind of understandable. Oh, yeah. how... And I was still in New York at the time, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Like... Yeah, and it even says here, too, it says the band performed the song Oz is Ever Floating on Late Night with Conan O'Brien after the 2001 tour, which had schedule changes due to the September 11th attacks. The trio went their separate ways. So, like, it's it was a really amazing album, but, like, it totally got lost under the shuffle of what was going on in the world at the time, so... Right. It happened to a few, uh, a few artists around that time. They had to push back albums and shuffle them around. And they kind of got lost in the sauce. Yeah, there's there's a couple of things like that too. Like um, I mentioned him earlier when we were talking about Ben Stiller in a fat suit to play the penguin. But when Zoolander came out, Zoolander came out like right before 9/11 happened, and yeah. almost nobody went and saw that movie in the theaters because of that. Because I mean, who really wants to go see a movie about male models right after our country yeah. got attacked by terrorists? You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I was one of the people that did see it in the theater, but that was because my <laughs> girlfriend at the time made me. So. <laughs> <laughs> been there yeah. Oh, yeah yeah been there mc man give us give us another just unique artist when it comes to what they do okay i'm gonna go a little out of left field because i'm like fairly certain that none of none of you all have heard of this group that i'm gonna mention um but I'm- i know <laughs> that all of you do have an appreciation for 80s music so if you do decide to check these guys out you'll definitely have an appreciation for them. And that is the uh, Boston group known as Bad Rabbits. Now, the reason I bring them up is because they make 80s music, but modern. So, like, the, the, all, all of the same elements that you would expect of, like, 80s music, the cheap synthesizers and all of that, all of that stuff. Yeah, they, they do all of that, but they, they do it with, with a, like, kind of a modern sound to it. And it's, it's very unique. And, it, it like it's it's honestly what it what attracted me to them because I heard the song and I was like oh I wonder who this is I wonder what year this came out and then I was like oh wait this came out in 2011 what is it that new genre of vaporwave no this is not vaporwave no oh okay <laughs> I'm I do know I do know, I do know vaporwave uh, if you if you want to get an idea they have a song called Neverland and um, uh, let's see Neverland we can roll. I'm trying to think of what my favorite song it is. I'm listening to Fall in Love right now. And it's like, imagine imagine somebody like in their 20s meets like, we'll say a guy in his 20s meets a woman in her 50s who was in her heyday in the 80s, right? And like, there's really no reason that they should be connected the way they are because, you know, they're in different worlds and different times in their life, but they just immediately see eye to eye and they just like create something amazing and beautiful. That's what this band sounds like. Yes.
Hey, that's interesting. They they, they classify it as post R and B. I've never heard that subgenre. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, pretty it's, dope. Yeah, but like I said, they all of their music has like like an '80s tinge and '80s kind of twist to it, but it's very modernized too. So like, it's not like it's strictly from like 1982. Like it, it, it does have kind of a modern a modern tw- twist. It's to it. almost like, like it's almost like Earth, Wind, and Fire meets um, Hall and Oates with most deaf doing the singing it's it's like it's a weird amalgam of like three different things going on here but it's it's good yeah like but yeah i like that's this re- i'm listening too yeah like <laughs> that's the reason I, I mentioned them is because like when i discovered them even now like after knowing about them for a few years now like i haven't discovered anyone who has a sound that is anything resembling what they do and like they 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 they're also a group that does kind of change up a little bit with with every project. So like the stuff on uh, American Love doesn't sound like the stuff on American Nightmare, which doesn't sound like the stuff on uh, Mimi, which is their last EP that came out uh, last year. But it's, it's it's very unique and like you you can't mistake them when when you hear them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, good call, dude. That was that was a deep dive. I don't think anybody would have come up with that one otherwise. Uh, Steve, man, what you got? Yeah, I got a couple. I mean, and I'll be honest, kind of, you know, went went all in with Coheed on that first one. That was the one I felt the <laughs> most strongly about. But I have a couple other bands where I'm like, eh, there might be some other bands that kind of fit in the same same genre, do the same things they do, but just maybe not, not to the the nth degree. I guess the next one I have kind of is Dragon Force. I mean, there's a lot of power metal bands out there, but they kind of do power metal plus that like Nintendo rock sound. And, and Herman Lee's guitar is the part that's really like, I don't know if there's anyone else out there that does on the guitar kind of what he does. Um, so that that's another one that I feel is pretty unique. And like, I, you know, when I hear a song, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's Dragon Force then. But they don't have that other element that I mentioned with Coheed where it's like they can play any style of song and I know it's them. They play. They're they're an ACDC ish band in my mind, where it's like they have their sound, and they yeah. just do little tweaks up and down from their sound. But their sound and their style and, and the talent that they have, to me, is pretty unique, and it's something where I can easily pick pick them out of a lineup on a shuffle. Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, and they're—I'd say they're one of like the—they're in the pantheon of the best when it comes to like that power metal sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, Herman Lee still has fingers. <laughs> it would just burst into flame through the fire and the flames. I finally get what that song's about. It's about his hand. <laughs> it's his hand lit on fire. One of the things that—and it's—it's it's shameless self-promotion right now. One of the things that has been advantageous for me in doing the stop me if you heard this series is some of the bands i didn't really know about or musicians i didn't really know a lot about but i knew that i needed to do like in asking people like hey who would you like me to hear who would you like to hear me do one of these episodes about the request that i got for this artist in particular was was by far way more than any other artist i got requested for and i never really knew much about them other than oh they're really good you know they're great they're wonderful 
And in doing the research for it and listening to the music and learning about the person, I just, I realized how unmistakable this person is, but also too how incredibly talented they were because they probably existed and did amazing songs in like 12 different genres. And that's David Bowie. Like Bowie's not just unmistakable. Bowie is like, I, I don't know if you guys ever, he, he, yeah, he is his own genre, but like, I don't know if you guys ever had a friend that like was good at everything and it pissed you off because they were always good at everything. <laughs> but like, that's how I feel David Bowie is. It would be like, it's like one of your friends where they like come over to your house and they're like, Hey, what are you playing right now? Oh, I'm playing street fighter. Oh, I've never played this game before. They pick it up and then they're just amazing. And they just whoop your ass. And you're like, how are you good at this? Like that's David Bowie. He was like, Oh, I want to do, um, I'm going to do disco music now. And he does it. And it's great. I want to do some weird stuff about a space alien that comes down and is uh, imitating humans and, you know, trying to teach humans what it's like to be an alien. Oh, he does that really well too. I want to do some, some rock synth, um, metal EDM stuff with Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Well, fuck, that's really good too. And like, everything he touches is amazing. And like, the dude was just ahead of his time. And like, I, I feel like when you hear his voice, you're like, that's fucking Bowie. Like, there's there's no way that you're not gonna know who it is. I feel like if he had the inclination to do so, he could probably he pro, he could have probably been a rapper. <laughs> like that's right? like like he he was so open minded about the type of music he did. I mean, yeah yeah, I, I agree with your pick with that. That's a, that's a good pick right there, man. So, such a versatile career. If somebody told you they were like, hey, Willie Nelson's doing a rap album, you're going to be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> but like if before he passed away, if David Bowie was like, uh, I'm going to put out a rap album, everybody would be like, well, fuck, I want to hear that because they know that he doesn't go into things half ass like he's going to give it his all and it's going to be pretty fucking amazing. And he's probably going to bring in some people that know their shit because he was just I, I don't think that there's I've ever seen a musician that was so well respected in every genre in every category like he was like nobody had anything bad to say about him i mean like other than the dalliances of the 70s and you know those things but like when it came to him as a musician nobody was ever just like oh this guy's a hack no he was he was legit yeah he mentored uh iggy pop didn't he yeah well him and him, he like he got into the punk scene because he wanted to know more about it because he was doing it for one of his characters and him and Iggy Pop and Lou Reed became really good friends but yeah like he he kind of pointed Iggy Pop in the right direction for a couple of things too yeah yeah a legend like, teaching just, a legend that's crazy yeah, right yeah like it it's it just it blew me away like I was I, would, I almost was mad at myself for not appreciating him as much as I did but that's also kind of the reason why I started doing the podcast in the first place was was to learn appreciation for these things, but also share it. And if there were other people out there who were like, oh, yeah, he's David Bowie. He's great. Well, understanding why he was great and what was so great about him was, is important. So. Said you're up, man. Give us another another artist that's just on a level all their own where no there's no way anybody can 
can mistake them for this person. Sure. Um, all right, this this one's a little bit more on the mainstream side of things than what I've given so far, but uh, I'd have to go with Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam. Uh, he has a very unique voice, very unique vocals. Yeah, that's a great call. I actually have Pearl Jam on my list too because he does have that like that gravelly tone where you hear it and you're like, well, I don't really recognize the music. Oh, it's fucking Pearl Jam. Okay, yeah. If I keep holding out Where the light shine through Under this broken room It's only rain that I Yeah. Yeah, that yeah for sure. Eddie Vedder is is in a category is all his own. I think um, there's a lot of those guys that came from Seattle that have those voices too. And and I had a really hard time trying to figure out who was the best. So I ended up naming like three or four of them. Like I put, I think we'll mention him real quick and everybody can kind of like sound off on it. But like Eddie Vedder is in that category. But Chris Cornell too. I think if if any of them, and I think if you asked them, I mean, because unfortunately he's not with us. Neither is Kurt Cobain. I feel like if you asked any of them, hey, who is the best singer out of all you guys out of Seattle? They're all going to be like, uh, fucking Cornell. Oh, absolutely. He's my favorite uh, alt, alt rock vocalist ever. And him and Eddie Vedder were actually in a group together. Um, yeah. Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog. Yeah. 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 Like Eddie, Eddie Vedder. <laughs> it is, man. That was, yes, a total super group for sure. But yeah, they were, they were awesome. Um, and it's one of those things too, like it's learning about them too. Like I've been pondering maybe i'm going to do a stop me if you heard this about pearl jam because i don't know much about them and i wanted to learn more like you realize like how different they were than so many other bands like they only have like three music videos and they've had like how many massive hits off of their albums they don't do music videos because eddie vetter believes that like you should be able to envision what's going on with the music when you hear it he was he's very like old school he was like i just picture like a kid like putting headphones on and sitting on a beanbag chair in the 70s envisioning what led zeppelin's song sounded like he's like and i want people to do that with pearl jam i don't want them to be like well this is what the video is and this is what you're supposed to imagine like no it should be what comes up in your own head huh. I, I've that's never a great been point a pearl actually jam guy but yeah damn i'm starting to respect eddie vetter a little bit after right that. That's See, why man. you gotta keep doing these. Stop me if you heard this, because I learned so much from you. Damn it! <laughs> I it's a calling, Steve. Apparently, I'll just have to keep going back to these. Um, MC man, what else you got? MC Brooks, are you there? You might be on mute. Yeah, well, yeah, was muted. Sorry, yeah, I had to yell, okay. yell at the dog again. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to go with kind of an obvious choice here, and that's a group that has fathered a lot of other groups and uh, a lot of artists across multiple genres, and that is Zach De La Roca and Rage. Dude, fuck yeah. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, is like, is there... It's like there are very few groups as iconic from the 90s that have to have a distinct sound all their own, like Rage.
and, and even in still even in listening to it a lot of that music still holds up well while still sounding like the time that it was created and and zach's vocal zach's vocals i mean whether whether you first heard them uh when they were uh, still releasing music in the 90s and early 2000s or whether you discovered them after the fact like like i did like his 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 voice and just the range he has whether he wants to kind of uh sing slow sing slow songs or come with those really aggressive rap vocals or scream and screech the choruses and and bridges like like he does like it's it's kind of incredible uh, that all of this is coming from one dude, and he's good at all of it. I might want to play devil's advocate here on this one. Um, I would say as an overall package, Rage Against the Machine absolutely had their own sound and they were unique. But there were a lot of Zach De La Roca clones, especially around that time, trying to sound like him. Even I would even say like. Like if even if you listen to like the Degeneration X theme song, if, I don't know if anybody's a wrestling fan. Yeah, I know that, exactly what you're talking all, about. Yeah. That yeah, dude, I, I for the longest time I thought that was Zach De La Roca. It was not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you if you tried to download it on LimeWire, it was attributed to Rage Against the Machine. Right. <laughs> it's it's funny like that you mentioned LimeWire because um, just like quick little tidbit here. I was watching uh, that that show on YouTube, Hot Ones. Where they have like the celebrities come on and eat hot wings while they ask them questions, and yeah. they had they had Weird Al on there, and the dude asked Weird Al, he was like, "What's the worst thing that happened in your career?" And he was like, "Honestly, he's like when LimeWire and Napster and all those were coming out, every single parody song was attributed to me." He's like, and a lot of them were were filthy and raunchy and disgusting, and he's like, and those are not me. He's like, he's like, and that was the only time in my career that I've ever been like angry at like that sort of stuff because I, people were thinking this was me and it's like I wouldn't put this crap out and it was like it was kind of interesting like you said you know Degeneration X got all of a sudden it was written by Rage Against the Machine like <laughs> it's crazy how that happens like I like to sit to counter what you're saying there said imitation is the sincerest form of fel- flattery and I think that people heard him do something that hadn't really been done like that and they were like well I want to sound like this dude because like I'll give you an example there's the song um close your eyes and count the fuck by run the jewels and like the best part of that i mean the whole song's great but the best part is when zach comes on and does his verse it's like holy shit i forgot how awesome this guy is and when you take apart the components that were rage against the machine and you break break zach de la roca you send him off in his direction he does whatever he's doing and you keep tom morello tom morello is just as unmistakable like yeah. when he plays guitar, you're just like, that's fucking Morello. Like he, it sounds, I've never heard people make noises like this with a guitar. Like he was said to have used a, uh, a house key instead of a guitar pick to get the noises off of a guitar that he was looking for. Yep. Use, use this play with his teeth. Yeah. Like just, just an incredible artist, man. Like, but I, I agree the mainstream, but like you're, they're mainstream for a reason, you know, like. Right, and, and don't get me wrong, I was that wasn't a knock to Zach De La Roca. He he started that whole. Sound. I gotcha, yeah. No, I didn't. But I didn't people think it that. I took took it and tried to capitalize off, and then he didn't become unique anymore. Only in that he was the one that originated that sound, you know. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what you got for us, bud? Uh, again, kind of going back to a little bit of a mainstream, and and this is one of those ones where it's a band every single person I think at this point has heard. 
many, many times, but everyone knows exactly who it is. Queen, right? I mean, they're yeah. somehow you know exactly what they sound like on every single song. And when you actually go through their list, there's like a bazillion hits that they have. Um, and part of the ones I was thinking about when, when you kind of let us know what what you wanted to talk about tonight, I, I wasn't just thinking the vocalist. I was thinking like the whole band sound. And man, does Brian May have a very unique sound with his guitar um, that just kind of, I don't want to say hollow. I, I don't know the right word to describe it, but there's just kind of like a a depth to it, but then it just kind of sounds trunky. I don't know. It, it, it's it's just his sound. I, you know it when you hear it. And yeah. I think that's kind of the description that we're looking for. But that being said, it's Freddie Mercury. I mean, the guy can sing, could sing, I'm sorry, could sing the entire range. Um, I mean, I don't think there was an octave they invented that that guy couldn't hit. And, um, you know, you just know exactly when you when you hear one of their songs. And um, like them, love them, hate them, whatever you feel about Queen, there's no denying their sounds I don't think has ever been replicated. Yeah, I'm I'm with you for sure, man. Like it's I'd agree. Yeah, um it's I think people have tried to sound like Freddie Mercury and have failed miserably. And one that I I found it's out of my range. It's out of my wheelhouse. It's not my favorite music. In fact, there probably have been times where I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm listening to this this lady sing songs. But I'll tell you what, man, she can belt out just about any single note you can think of. Not only can she do that, I actually watched her on uh, the Jimmy Kimmel show. Not Jimmy Kimmel, I'm sorry. Um, um, what's the other one on NBC? Fallon, Why? Fallon thank you. She, you know how Fallon does that thing with musicians where he'll be like, hey, you know, like spin the wheel and you have to imitate this person and then sing this song. And this person managed to nail every single one of them dead on and was like singing them at like full volume the entire time because this woman's like, I don't know, like 45 pounds soaking wet, but can still belt out songs. And that's fucking Celine Dion. Like, <laughs> say what you will about her, but like that you hear her and you're like, yep, that's Celine Dion. Like there, there is no mistaking when she's on the stage singing a song. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> like for better or for worse, man. And she, she's got, she's got some, some pipes, man. And I wanted to, I'm going to do a dual one here too, because I'm sure we're not going to have a whole lot of commentary on these. Um, but like also Whitney Houston's in the same category, I feel. Yep. Like Whitney Houston's not getting confused for anybody else. I, I'm going to stack on top of that and throw Mariah Carey there too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. We can. We can, because I, I mean, I don't think any of us are going to be like, listen, you know, when I was a kid, I had a Mariah Carey poster on my wall. And <laughs> let me tell you, I used to sing like Whitney Houston in the mirror. I mean, and if you did, that's cool. No judgment here. I think that's awesome. Uh, it's just knowing you guys, I don't think that's really going to come up. So those are those are some of the, the, the females that really belted it out. Steve, you had mentioned earlier when you told your wife about this, she mentioned one, too, that was yeah. absolutely dead on. She was like, so like Cher, right? Because she sings like super deep. That was her oh, yeah. exact quote. And I was like. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you, 
you know when Cher's singing a song. When she was just on uh, the America's Got Talent, and yeah. it was either the semifinals or the finals recently, and I was like, damn, she's still singing. Isn't she like... I don't. I, it's probably not nice to say a woman's age or whatever, but I mean, I feel like <laughs> she's had so a polite. lengthy career <laughs> she and has. she's still performing. So we'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's she's another one. Um, not that I necessarily like have her catalog or anything, but yeah, that's one where you're just like, yeah, that's Cheryl, right? Yeah. There. I think we'll just kind of go rapid fire and we'll start throwing some of these out here. And if, if anybody needs to talk about one in particular, uh, a, a great link, please go right ahead. Um, I want to just not stop the show, but, but give us pause for a second to give some respect to um, a musician that really honestly had a, a very unique sound and recently just passed away. Uh, and it was lead singer of the cars, Rick Ocasek. Uh, the cars are another band that when you hear them, you're like, that's the fucking cars. And Rick Ocasek's voice does not sound like anybody else's. And, it was one of those ones where, like, when they announced that he died, I was like, fuck, really? Man, I, like, it just kind of knocked me out of, out of nowhere. I, I didn't expect it. And I mean, he was in his 70s, but still, it's just like, th- this dude just was one of those people that was just like the consummate rock star. I mean, he married a freaking supermodel, and he's like a doofy-looking dude, but, like, like th- that's got to tell you something. If he's a doofy-looking dude, but, like, Kelly LeBrock's like, yeah, I got to get me some of that, then, like, that's a talented dude right there. And... Just a little moment of silence here for uh, for Rick Ocasek of the Cars. But yeah, like there there's a lot there's a lot of other bands on here that we didn't even mention that like, let's just, let's, let's do it. Let's just go around table. Said you're next. Go. Uh, 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 damn. On the spot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. okay. 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 Um, shit. I had one loaded up and ready to go and I forgot it. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll come back to you. MC Brooks. Okay. Uh, Amy Lee Evanescence. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. She's got a unique voice. Yeah. Steve, what you got? Tenacious D. <laughs> you know when it's one of their songs. Yeah. Don't don't tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I can't yeah. disagree with that. You are not you are not incorrect. The homework um, assignment was unique act. <laughs> that is one. That's uh, he has an uh, just an unmistakable voice. You know as soon as he's singing that it's him and that's Ozzy Osbourne. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Said, your turn. James James Brown. There you go. James Brown. Good call. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. James Brown for sure. Um MC. How did we get this far and not mention Bob Dylan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Um also, how did we get this far and not mention Prince? Ooh. Oh. Oh, I mean, might as well go with Michael Jackson on top of yeah. that one. Let's do it. Let's let's just keep this list going. <laughs> there are there's there's so many of them too. I mean, and we're not going to be able to name them all. We never are. And uh, one, so, um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, MF well, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. Good... You say that you can't mistake him for anybody until you go see him at a show, and then like you know he has one of his Doombots show up instead. Like right. <laughs> um, I mentioned him in, earlier, like saying like jokingly, like no one would want to listen to a Willie Nelson rap album, but. Willie Nelson has got street cred like nobody's business, and I feel like he's got a pretty un- unmistakable voice too. Like you know when Willie's up there singing. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Um, a a rapper that I fell in love with years and years and years and years ago. Um, that like every time I hear his stuff, I'm just always impressed with it, and that's Most Def. Yes, I feel like he's got a unique sound to him as well. Like you're not really gonna mistake him for other people. Uh, there's so many more. Steve, what you got? I mean, this is a music podcast, right? Yes. Should Should I say Dream Theater? <laughs> yes. Because I haven't Because I haven't said them yet, and I say them <laughs> on every music podcast, so that's why. I, I have a friend that would hug you to death for, for that answer. That's. Yeah. <laughs> listen to any music podcast we've ever done. I'll bring them up at some point during that podcast. I promise you. They're my favorite band, and they always will be. So. It's a solid speaking choice. Of, speaking of which, there's no way you can hear a song on the radio and not know when it's Nirvana. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, MC, you got any? Uh, I think I'm out. I'm trying to said you got you, you got any more said? I mean, if you guys have them, just just spit them out. Uh, uh, rock him. The rapper? No, I know. Yeah, no, I, was, I was writing it down. Yeah. Wait, who? Who's this guy? Like, I, I so unmistakable. Don't even know who you're talking about. Uh, I, I think the Beastie Boys are pretty unmistakable. We all know when the Beastie Boys are on the. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Uh, I did also put Bruce Springsteen. I feel like he's pretty unmistakable. Yep, yep, that's a good one. Boss. DMX. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, DM- yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I, 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 I shared something on the on the GGR group page where it's DMX dressed as uh, Nick Fury. <laughs> Yo, yeah, those, those memes have been killing me. Yeah. Yeah, our, 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 our group has been doing good, man. We've been sending out a lot of memes that are really funny, so... <laughs> Uh, let's see. I mean, what what else did we miss? I mean, like, I was I was back and forth with Aerosmith. What do you guys think about Aerosmith? I, they, what do definitely... I think of them, or does it fit the criteria? Those are two yeah. different questions. Yeah. Yeah. As far as this category goes, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, like like I like some songs, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're ir- unmistakable. Like they're they're oh, Rolling Stones. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah. Hey, I've got a twist for you. Uh, uh, so, someone who's unmistakable for not being unmistakable, and I mean that in a good way. Uh, Scott Weiland from uh, Stone Temple Pilots never sounded the same in any song. That you know, that's interesting. My Sandy and I were having that debate because I said, you know, if you listen to their first two albums, Core and Plush. They sound vastly different than their third album, Tiny Music, uh, songs from the Vatican gift shop. And that's because Wyland was such a heroin junkie that, like, when he would go in to record some of these, who knew if he was going to be sober or if he was going to be, like, big out of his mind. And, like, that's why his voice sounds so different in all those songs. But that's a, that's a good call. Yeah, you never know what you were going to get with Wyland. <laughs> right. Like, if you listen to Plush and then you listen to Days of the Week, it's like two different, complete, totally different humans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Um, I think Jim Morrison of the Doors. When mm. that when that dude starts kerning, like it, you're not mistaking him for somebody else. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, who else have we got on here, man? I, I mean, I have a pretty big list. I was I was writing this all today. Hendrix Hendrix's uh, guitar playing. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. Let me put Hendrix on on the list here. Uh, I did put I put 311 on here and. 
I don't actually like 311, but <laughs> I put 311 on this list because they don't sound like you know when that dude, the lead singer, like that his nasally way of singing. You're like, yeah, that's 311, for better or for worse, you know. So, they oh hey, what live. about? Hmm. Uh, so they sound good live. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oddly enough, I'm not very familiar with their stuff. Like I've, I know the, I know the band, but I really was never drawn in to listen to anything at length. <laughs> nothing, nothing special about them. No, no, there really isn't. There really isn't. Steve mentioned it earlier too when he was talking about like bands that do one thing really, really good. And I really think that ACDC is one of those bands that's yeah. unmistakable. Like yeah. you know, it's ACDC. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Did we miss any man of, uh, on your list, or is that? Or are we pretty much tapped out? Uh, Leonard Skinner, Freebird, yeah. baby. Yeah, that's yeah. that's God's band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disturbed. Sure. Oh yeah. Disturbed. Yeah. Disturbed. Yeah. I love Disturbed. Their first album was is just like a work of art, man. I can never spell Leonard Skinner right. I'm trying. I think I got it right now. Eh, whatever. I'll look it up. Of, I know there's a lot of Y's in it. There are a lot of Y's. Yeah, it's weird too because like it's named after like a PE teacher they had in high school who was a dick, and I was like, that's a weird thing to name your band after. Like, <laughs> uh, I guess I think, my band name should be Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Hated that guy. <laughs> I had Mr. Mr. Parisi it was just this like. You ever like you know how like you see somebody and you're like at one point this dude is probably in good shape but like they just look like like a bloated tick because like <laughs> they got like skinny legs but like their body's all big that's what this dude looked like. I feel like and that was every PE teacher. I've I was ever just had. about to say that's like every right? teacher every ever that existed. <laughs> and they would all wear those shorts like those really tight shorts that like yeah. only came to like mid thigh and of course yeah. they had to like put their foot up on stuff and gesture you know like like put their leg up on a chair for emphasis and you're like dude I don't want to yeah. come on man. Yeah. <laughs> that actually happened at Dematha. That, that, that happened. And, and, and regardless of region, they all sound like an old Italian guy from Brooklyn. And Parisi <laughs> was an old Italian guy from Brooklyn. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, man. Go oh, grab God. the ball and shut up. <laughs> you gotta come out of there like a cannonball. Yeah. You son of a... <laughs> <laughs> You're good for two things. No good and good for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was also the football coach, too. So I got some of that. Uh, yeah, I think we covered this, guys. We really did. We, we hit all of our all the big ones. I mean, I, that, Van Halen, the, I had a problem putting them on this list because there were two different lead singers. They both had distinctive voices. But uh, I feel like Eddie, Eddie Van Halen, as a guitarist, is enough that he like once he starts shredding you're like yeah that's that's definitely van halen for sure so uh i put elton john on here but i was kind of back and forth with him like i i feel like you need to know his songs but he's not unmistakable if that makes if that makes sense yeah 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 um, I think that's it. I mean, I, I think I personally, I think the offspring is pretty unmistakable. I think Dexter Holland has. I, I was surprised you hadn't mentioned them. Yeah, like I, they're they're one of those bands that like it, it's if somebody's like, who is this? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How do you not know who the offspring is? Like it's, Ooh. yeah. Uh, um, go ahead. Ooh, I got one. Danzig, Glenn Danzig, and fucking Danzig. Yeah, Misfits. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Hain. Yeah. Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, his solo shit. Yeah. Um, I think I think Biggie's pretty unmistakable. Oh, yeah. I think Eminem is pretty unmistakable. 
I don't think yeah. too many people are confusing Eminem for other for other rappers. Yeah. Brooks, you're not going to object? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's actually, but it's actually, it's actually funny uh, to, to, uh, to hear Eminem on this only because, like, it seems like every other white rapper that came along after him has said that people mistook them for Eminem. And you're like, how? Like, no one mistook you for Eminem. No, you know who mistook them for Eminem is old white ladies that saw them at the grocery store. Like yeah. if they were like if they were like oh aren't you you're you're that white rapper are you Eminem um no I'm Machine Gun no. Kelly so I, think I, what, I think you're Eminem I think I you think, might be Eminem I think what it was really it was I think because prior to Eminem there were it was like white rappers in general were very scarce so once he he was really the first good one well I mean yeah. a really good one I mean there were it others like, that were. It was like vanilla ice and snow. Those are your choices. Right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, and milk bone, uh, milk, milk bone was pretty good, but uh, LP. Yeah, it's yeah, true. But 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 he was the one that really like escalated it for you know the paler folk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for the for the melon the melanin challenged of our melanin members. challenged rapper rapping folk. But uh, I think it, once that happened. If you were just, if you were white and you rapped, you were you sound you were basically the next Eminem, right. quote unquote. Yeah, because yeah. because you remember when Asheroth came came out, like he he yeah. said the same. He wrote a whole song saying people were are comparing him and them, and it was like, how is anyone confusing you for Eminem? I remember, <laughs> I remember a long time ago. This was like right after Eminem came out. This is the first white female rapper that I can even remember. And nobody in here probably even remembers her. Her name was Sarai. And they were calling her the the, the female Eminem simply because I, she was I white. I vaguely remember I vaguly remember her. Yeah, like, she wasn't did, that great. Didn't they call her like Feminem or something? Yes, Eminem. and she sounded nothing like nothing like Eminem. Totally different Eminem. style. Like I, I like I, re, I remember that. <laughs> I discovered her on like the message boards I used to frequent back then. Yeah, this was like early 2000s. Yeah, this is way yeah. back. Yeah. GeoCities. Yeah. GeoCities. <laughs> oh my goodness. Angel Fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the deep cuts. Those are always the best. All right. Guys, I think we did a great job here. We really we really talked about some of these unique bands, these unique artists, these these musicians that really like stand out amongst their peers. Uh, as always, if we miss something, listeners, please let us know. I mean, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on uh, the website. You can actually leave comments directly there, uh, and we will respond to them in time. But yeah, we're on Twitter. We're all over the place. Uh, hit us up. We will gladly talk about the things that you feel we missed in our podcast and uh, try to correct that as best we possibly can. But guys, this was fun. Hey, Sed and MC, I want to give you guys a chance because you guys both have some pretty awesome music out there. Tell the folks, and we'll, we'll let Sed start since he's our guest. Uh, tell us where they can find your awesome brand of music that you're doing. Sure. Um well, currently, I have a couple of albums under the Gatzilla moniker, uh, which is me and producer uh, uh, Spoozilla uh, on Spotify, iTunes, all the, pretty much all the streaming sites. Uh, just look up Gatzilla on that. Uh, or if you want my entire catalog of everything I've ever done, you can go to cgats.bandcamp.com and uh, pretty much everything I have is on there. Also, the preferable method as far as monetary compensation for my services. Yes. <laughs> Pay this man. <laughs> Pay this man his money. 
<laughs> MC man, I mean we we love we love singing your praises, dude, because you do great shit, and the 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 video was just awesome. Um, I know you and Sed have been working on it. We're not trying to to push like push you guys to get this out right this second, but you guys are working on a collaborative project for uh, a certain website that does podcasts. We won't mention it, yeah. but I think you guys know what we're talking about here. But tell us about like some of the other stuff that you've been working on too. Uh, well, just put the Better Days video out about two weeks ago, I believe. I believe it's been two weeks or so. Um, that's been I've been getting a lot of love for that. That's been that's been pretty awesome. Um, Dark Dawn Two is almost done. I'm hoping to have that out by December. Um, and uh, I mean that's that's basically it, really. Like I, I've uh, I've been kind of. Uh, taking a little bit of a creative break because I'm I've been really tired <laughs> uh, lately. But you know, Dark Dawn Two is is on its way. I have a couple other projects that uh, will hopefully be putting out in the next year or so. And then, of course, also been working hard at the secret collaborative project for a specific website that I won't mention. <laughs> we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> MC, I'm not like the guys, a fancy artist. Tell you, but, but we'd like, have to kill you. <laughs> like, is your second album? Is it got like a cool title, like Dark Dawn Two, Dawn with a Vengeance, or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the return. I, I didn't, but now that you mention it, Dawn Reloaded. You know, there's a lot of options out there. I, I've I, seen I a lot of Dawn with... Two. I got to get paid. <laughs> yeah, got to get paid. Dark Dawn 2 Judgment Day. I, I say go for it. Dark Dawn 2. This one's for the mortgage. <laughs> the, most, the realest title ever. Dark Dawn 2. Bitch, I got bills to pay. I'm actually going to steal that one. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to call it Please Buy My Album because I need money. Right? <laughs> like, please buy There's... this. Just makes me. There was. I'm trying to remember the the name of the artist. Um, it was Cody something other. It was, and the name of the song was "Bitch I'm Broke," and I'm trying. Cody Chestnut. Cody Chestnut was his name, and the song is "Bitch I'm Broke," and that's all I can think of. Dark Dawn Two. Bitch I'm Broke. Bitch I'm a cow. I for one iota when you said that I'm like the hot dog eating guy. But then it's like, no, that's Joey Chestnut. He's a, he's a very talented individual, Steve. I was like, my he God. And he eats hot dogs. What can't this guy do, right? Plays guitar, sings, eats hot dogs, you know. All at the same time. All at the same time. <laughs> he's a talented man. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, folks out there, uh, thank you all for tuning in to GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, we appreciate that you... Uh, enjoy spending your time listening to us talk about uh, dumb and nerdy things and, and uh, it's just awesome it's awesome that that people continue to support us so thank you all very much for listening but also thank you to the guys that have been on this show with me tonight uh, as always uh, Steve thank you for being part of this uh, the, the shenanigans that we entail every every Friday evening MC uh, as well thank you very much uh, Gats, thank you for being our guest this evening but for everybody here at the great geek refuge and for ggr pirate radio my name is mike lonsford and don't be a juice bag thank you for listening to ggr pirate radio 
Make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for more podcasts and our awesome articles. Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.